0: week's episode made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. You are listening to Meanwhile in Memphis right here on 91.7 FM WYXR. This is where the crowd goes wild. <laughs> we are so happy to be here with you today. It is me, Christy Mullen, and my lovely co-host, Anna Thompson.
1: Good morning, Memphis. And
0: we have another amazing, amazing show for you today. So it's going to be a good one. It's a long one. Guys, if you're listening on the radio, you actually need to go listen to the podcast version, too, because we're going to have an extended cut um, because we only get an hour for the radio segment. Um, So here we go. Hey, A.T., tell the people. Who today. is here? Because I can't contain my excitement. I, I don't know if
2: I can do it. She's about to bubble <laughs> over.
1: She's fangirling. Um, so today we have someone near and dear to our hearts to help debunk some of those toxic work-life balance stereotypes. SO Tolson is a Memphis artist. He is a self-proclaimed experience director. And whether he's curating an art show, producing a music event, or organizing a group of friends, his goal is always the same, to create spaces that allow people to feel safe, considered, and included and his work you might you might have seen it around you, you know, know just
0: maybe seeing some yeah. of his letter work around
1: a few a few little places here <laughs> and there um it always promotes messages of pride community and hope and he's passionate about music typography pop culture and inner city life and the reason he is so near and dear to our hearts here in memphis is he was a 2021 tedx memphis speaker um, he is an extraordinarily busy man yes. <laughs> And you might have seen his sold out merch drop over at Choose901. And if you are not following him already um, on Instagram and Twitter at Cool Urban Hippie,
0: it is your loss. Yeah, guys, he's always spitting some gems. He, and if you're not following him on Twitter, he'll sometimes post the tweets on Instagram. It's great. Again, am I a fangirl? Yes. Am I okay with that? Also, yes, because Esso is an example of how creatives make this city go
1: round. For those of you who do not know, and I was one of those people prior to this, April is Stress Awareness Month. So as a city who prides itself on grit and grind, it could be said that we might have a small problem (laughs) slowing down to smell those roses Memphis. Um, gratefully, one of our generous partners, Baptist Memorial Healthcare Corporation is all about providing resources for our community to be more stress resilient, all the snaps, all the snaps for Baptist. So thank you to Baptist Memorial Healthcare Corporation for supporting the new Memphis mission. And thank you to them, uh, for all that they do in our community. And because of them, we are able to spark conversations on mental health, promote stress reduction, resiliency techniques, and all Of those things mm-hmm. in our new Memphis programs. Yeah. So this brings us full circle back to uh, our guest today, S.O. Tolson, who is in the studio to share, among other things, about his 2021 TEDx Memphis talk titled Less Grind, More Chill, which as of this morning already had over 50,000 views. Ooh. So without further ado, let's get this party started, Memphis. Let's go. <laughs> Guys, I am
0: so excited today. You have no idea. We are here with Esso Tolson, the one and only. Welcome, sir. The crowd goes wild.
3: It's, it, it's so great to be here. Thank you.
0: I, I feel like everyone always hears me say I get excited on this show because I do. I love talking to Memphians and hearing the stories of what people are getting to do. But you are someone that I got to work with over TEDx the last year. Mm-hmm. And just I knew of your work, but I didn't know you that well. Yeah. And just like getting to learn about you and how your process of your talk and helping with your slides. I was just oh. like, I will never be that
1: cool. <laughs> like ever. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I didn't have to know him to know that. I I didn't have to know you personally to already know you that know about that. myself. I already had checked that box for myself. So,
3: fun fact, it doesn't take a lot for me to blush. So, <laughs> like, speechless. Ah, but thank you.
0: <laughs> I mean, but it's true. You do so many amazing, awesome things for to represent Memphis, but you mm-hmm. represent your your career has kind of taken off i feel like and you have such amazing repertoire of work that i've seen and i'm amazed by it every time ah. so let's just let's like let's level set for okay. the people listening who okay. don't know all of these things okay we have so much ground to cover with you but tell the people who you are and kind of how did you become the so that's sitting here in front of me today
3: oh now that's a question it's not a loaded question at all um, <laughs> it is. You know, I've um so, you know, I'm an artist at heart, mm-hmm. you know, um and also in life and career and all of that. And it's something that I always knew I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I have you know been very intentional about <laughs> creating a life to be an artist, yeah. you know, even from, you know, being a kid, you know. So, um it's been a lot of work, but um definitely something That was very intentional, like I didn't just fall into being right. an artist, like it was something <laughs> didn't I knew. just happen, yeah. It didn't just happen, um, yeah. So, that
0: I love that. I think that's something I love that you said it was hard because so often I don't. Did you go to art school? I did, okay, yes, at, at Memphis College of Art.
2: I did, awesome. Yes. So,
0: see but i i also i majored in art as a graphic design major and everyone just assumes they're like what you draw all day you go to class and it's so easy And i'm like do you understand that i also have to put in studio hours where you don't
3: people don't get it at
0: all so like i love that you're like it is hard Creativity is hard, and I don't think—I think people think we just magically wake up and are creative.
3: And and I think the—so, like, for a city like Memphis that's mm-hmm. really blue-collar, that's really, like, getting our hands dirty and, like, yep. making things happen that way, um, art is very cerebral. It's Agreed. very, um, like, concept-heavy, the ideation and all of that, and that takes a toll. Like, it's not the— physical you know work in the sense but it's like it's very mental and mm-hmm. that's just as draining and actually physical you know yeah. as well so yeah it's, it's a lot of work it's taxing work yeah. like
0: it is um just work that I, I get not everyone understands mm-hmm. what goes into it but it's. i just love to hear when people are honest about how hard it actually is it's not like oh Listen. i just wake up and i'm amazing well also Listen.
1: too as a, doing it as a profession and a career is totally different Correct. whereas so i was a journalism major i used to write because i loved it mm-hmm. but doing it as a career made me not love it so much amen
2: it's <laughs>
3: different and and i think so um much like you like i i started um in design mm-hmm. you know and so um actually funny story how i got into design um, as, um, I love story time <laughs> yeah you know so you know those aptitude tests in high school it's mm-hmm. like oh well you'll be great as a lawyer or this <laughs> yeah. thing and you know I took it and um, it was something in a creative field but I was looking for artist in the book um, but I didn't see it. There was no, like, salary. There was no budget. There was no, like, mm-hmm. nothing for artists. And then I saw this thing called graphic design, and I was like, and it had, like, a salary well, next The one to place it. you can make so money, And I was yes. like, you know what? Let's go that route, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, that's how I got into design.
0: Oh, that cracks me up, because that is exactly how I also got really? into design, because I was a double major, so I have a BFA okay. in design and a BA in art history. Okay. And I was like my I, i'm a first gen college student mm-hmm. when my parents heard i was going to change my major from pre-vet to art they about died mm-hmm. and i was like okay i have to at least do something in the arts that can make me money
2: mm-hmm. and
0: the one way i knew i could make money was through design yep. and it's just kind of flowed into that so you have proven yourself a success though you have Yes, take, take the take, bow yes. <laughs> <Take your bowels. laughs> <laughs> the booming art career and you i feel like could truly pick up and move wherever you wanted but you choose to stay here why is that
3: um so another story um you know i'm here for it <laughs> when so originally from uh east st louis and i went to community college mm-hmm. and it just so happened it was like the first nationally accredited like okay. community college for you know art okay also. um i looked up on that one i know. Um, <laughs> yeah and <laughs> Um, I was continuing education Mm -hmm. and So there were like some reps from a lot of different colleges coming Mm -hmm. And one of them was uh, A rep from Memphis College of Art And um, They pursued me You know um, They saw the talent Yeah, they saw it, you know and it just comes out of your pores right. you can't help it <laughs> but but they weren't the only one yeah um there was actually a one from cleveland the cleveland institute of mm, art nice and um they actually had a better program uh-huh. but you know that's in, neither here nor there yeah. um <laughs> no but matter. you know but the thing that like made the decision for me was my transcript. You know, they were looking at everything and Cleveland came back and was like, oh, well, we see that you have all these things, but it didn't quite go with our thing. And so you have to come in as a sophomore oh. and redo this and yeah, that. And I was no. like, mm. that's a no from me. <laughs> yeah, it's a no from me. Um, and so literally that's how I ended up in Memphis. Well,
1: props to Cleveland School of Art for yeah. not having it <laughs> For together. dropping the
0: ball. Because <laughs> they really did. Yeah, they really did. They fumbled the bag
1: and we caught it. Yeah. Like,
0: I like it.
3: You know, and so um, when I got here, you know, I I didn't know there was as much culture, mm-hmm. that there was as much vibrancy, as much, you know, energy and history, um, except for, you know, what they, you know, promote was on the surface. Absolutely, yeah. And so I was able to like find a community, you know, um, and have a great support system, you know. And I think any place you go to, like, the food could be great, you know, the buildings mm-hmm. and you know the nightlife or whatever. But like, if you don't have like people, then Agreed. it really doesn't matter, you know. And so I was able to find people here in Memphis. <sighs>
0: That's so powerful because that's kind of what we preach here is that Memphis is nothing without its people. Mm -hmm. Uh, The talented people that live, work, play, thrive, and call this place home is what makes it possible. Absolutely. And to your point, that isn't always what people see when they look at Memphis at a surface level. Mm -hmm. And so Memphis really does have this robust landscape and opportunity for creatives. And it always makes me so sad when the talent flees from here.
3: (sighs) Yeah, and so I think there there are a few reasons Correct. for that. Um but just I think a a reason or perspective that isn't really acknowledged. I think Memphis is like home of just diamonds, mm-hmm. right? And you know, the thing that makes a diamond special is the the rarity of it. And I think there's just so many diamonds around here that we can't really see how special that we actually are. So it's like yeah. you know, um, you starting a career in music, for instance, and then you know you hear some, oh well, you know my my uh, uncle used to you know have a studio and did background vocals for this yeah. you know artist that the world knows and loves, <laughs> and you know and this other story, and you know and so there's all these stories of these people who are doing great things, and mm-hmm. so. We see people doing great things, but it's hard to acknowledge it because it's like, well, we've all done, you know, some...
1: Everybody is, uh, like, successful adjacent. <laughs> yeah, like,
3: we've all done great things. And and so, like, when that person from Memphis leaves and they go somewhere else, mm-hmm. it, people can see, oh, look at this diamond, look yeah. at yeah. this. And so... They feel um, that praise a little differently. Yeah, and so I think that is... Uh, a big part of yeah. why those artists, those creatives, that talent leaves because, um, you know, maybe they don't feel like they're as celebrated, you know, here. Yeah. But I think it's because the people that are here are so great.
0: It, it, to your point, I mean, as many people as we've had and interviewed here, like there are so many amazing, talented people, especially in the creative space. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like that interconnectedness of Memphis, kind of that you spoke to, mm-hmm. is what makes it special. But I can see the antithesis of that from what you just said. So, on the flip side of that, what do you think we as a community, as a city, can do better to keep artists and creatives here? Yeah.
3: Um, I think, well, resources mm. right sure. absolutely um, louder for the people in the back <laughs> yeah all <laughs> right we need, we need resources um, I think in addition to that um, so a place like New Orleans for instance mm-hmm. it's built into the culture like the government like sees the value of art okay. and it's a um, an export mm-hmm. you know so to speak um, I think Memphis needs some sort of like rallying around the need the to talent hop on it, yeah. that um, the talent here can really be supported through whether it's busking, you know, on the streets or, you know, having a um, grant or some kind of funding mm-hmm. or even an infrastructure for because I don't think that we have infrastructure yeah, for agree. art. Um, and so I think those things need to be in place. And I think that will like the retention that mm-hmm. the city really needs for the creatives. Like, I think that will help foster that.
1: I'm also going to shout out to our friend Megan Eccles and her husband um, for the... Richie the, the artist. I know. just To support living artists. Like, give yeah. them the praise, y'all. Like... You can. So do it. And then they'll know that we know and love them and celebrate them here in Memphis and mm-hmm. perhaps that will make them more inclined to stay here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And to your point I think we rally so hard around entrepreneurs in the sense of starting businesses. Mm-hmm. And to me, artists are entrepreneurs. I, absolutely. And I feel like they need to be rallied around the same way in a little bit of a different way. So the same mm-hmm. way we provide storefronts for people starting businesses, why are there mm-hmm. not curated spaces being yep. provided to artists at discounted prices or for free, hopefully yeah. like as they yeah. start? You You know, in that grant money, that funding, we have our amazing friends like Victoria and them at Tone. Like they're doing great work in the city, but they can't shoulder the burden all alone. They're not going to be able to. They make great change possible, but they need help. They
1: need support. Yep. They shouldn't have to either. You
2: know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Like Like it is it is on Memphis as a whole. We shoulder the responsibility of why our creatives feel the need to leave. Now, when people leave Memphis, are they still shining a light because their talent was brought from Memphis? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But how much better would we be if you guys could just stay?
3: You know, like unfortunately, Memphis, uh, Memphis could be a headquarters. Correct. Right, but it settles for being training ground. There
2: you.
1: Oh. Ooh, that was okay. Good. Let that marinate, listeners. Let that marinate for like,
3: a minute. It, like, you know, the the phrase, like, if you can make it in Memphis, you know, you can make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. And that's what happens. The but people.
1: Let's, let's have them make it here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why, why does it have to be anywhere? <laughs> it can be here. It
3: can be here. <laughs> you know, but like that's the like that's the thing. Yeah. Like people. Go through the training grounds of like creativity or even the entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. like how you know to hone these skills and talents, and you know, even in the business, and then and then they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not always like, no, don't leave, yeah, because I also left where I was from to Correct. come to a place yeah. like this. So, I understand sometimes if you, you
0: have to yes. go to grow if
3: you've been here your whole life, like leave, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, I think memphis is a place where you can create a home and you can also travel right Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. if you need to do like a three-month stint in la or across you know the pond or wherever like you can still have memphis to be the base so you can bring that back here so we can have you know those celebs or those other great people you know to the b station here and like isn't memphis as you know worthy of having that kind of talent here I think so. Yes.
0: I fully think so.
3: You know, so, yeah.
0: I just, I'm going to get, I'm trying to amp myself down. Also, I Also, had coffee this morning, so it's not helping. <laughs> the fact that like, you sh- would have been enough, but now I'm, like, freaking out. Um, Because so she's fangirling I over I am right here. fangirling very much. So I just like to talk to artists. And I'm not going to get to do it too much, like, through this. So I'm so excited to bring you on and hopefully we'll continue to do this. Yes, yes. Um, I think you are kind of hearing your story and knowing what I know about you like as a young creative and how you made decisions. What would your advice be to like younger creatives that are kind of, you know, wanting to chase the dream, Mm -hmm. but they're scared?
3: Oh, you can't be afraid to be scared. Um, That's a part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, so I I knew at a young age that I want to be an artist. In fact, I was ten.
0: It was a, always a passion for yeah, you. Yeah, it was always, okay. always,
3: and I was fortunate enough to have um, parents and just people in my life that encouraged that.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
3: Um, and early on, I saw the connection between like art and, um, I don't know, money or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was this um contest that was in the paper back home. And it was like a coloring contest. You hear any
0: small town vibes from my hometown? <laughs> <at this laughs> you yeah, know, like,
3: it, it was, I mean, it was, it was this, um, I wanna say, turkey contest. Uh-huh. And so it was for Thanksgiving. And so, you know, you color it and then you submit mm-hmm. it into the, um, the station. And I won. And when you won, you got like a turkey and like some other thing that went with yeah. it. So early on, I equated. Like doing art really well mm-hmm. and, results and results and results yeah. yeah. of some and so i was like oh okay So i was literally <laughs> putting food on the table okay i like through it art you know what i'm saying a
0: turkey for a turkey you okay, know
3: we're here. <laughs> so i was able to make that connection early and so um with that support um i think i you know got the uh, audacity to like i'm going to be an artist <laughs> yeah Have I seen it? You know, in my family, there were people who were creative and did it more as a Mm -hmm. hobby. Um, Like my mom, uh, talented singer. You know, my grandmother. You know, she was so okay. So you got a um, family line of creativity. Yeah, it's it's there. And so I, but I was the first to be the professional Mm -hmm. artist. Um, And and I think for other young artists that are trying to find their way one of the things I wanted to always promote is art as a viable career. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't often see it, and we, you know, talk about, you know, the struggling artist, or the, well, let's talk about the struggling um, nine-to-fiver, you know? Or the struggling, like... It just became this
1: sticky stereotype that nobody wants to drop. Everybody (laughs) struggles. You
3: know? Um, But I think um, what makes art so unique and special is that Um, artists, I think the role of an artist is just to live life, Mm -hmm. right? And then take those findings and their perspective of the world and turn that into these pieces that we can digest, Mm -hmm. whether that is writing, whether that is designing, whether that is creating music, whether it's, you know, whatever. I think all of those things come from... People living life, you know? Mm -hmm. So like Adele, you know, heartbroken, this other (laughs) thing. And she turned that into something that we can digest. Um, Or Alvin Ailey, you know, these moments of, you know, whether it's civil rights and Mm -hmm. turn that into movement, you know, like I think the role of an artist is to live life. So for the young artists, it's like, hey, live. And then find a medium that makes sense to you to Mm -hmm. channel that energy into and share that with the world.
0: I very much agree with you I think art is very much a profession and not just a pastime can Mm -hmm. it be a pastime of course but it is very much a profession and art is artists are the ultimate storytellers to me Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. everything they do captures a moment in time in some capacity they may not be trying to tell a specific story but that work is happening and is a result of what is happening around an artist at that point in time so I think to your point it's you are doing something spectacular as an artist so yes money is important and unfortunately we all know we need to make it mm-hmm. and it is hard as an artist but don't let that be the discouraging factor
1: yeah i mean also too like we've had people on here talking about how artists of, of all shapes and sizes and mediums mm-hmm. are dictating the culture mm-hmm. that will be for the future they like are. because Absolutely. you artists can see things in a way that no one else can mm-hmm. see things yep. and so they can draw those through lines they can you know connect the dots in a way that no one else can and those are the like you said the stories the uh, the commentating like whatever that is like on a moment in time and on this piece in time in history that's creating the culture that people will look back in 10 mm-hmm. years and be like that was the movement of X Y or Z yeah. that was created that like fundamentally by artists yeah mm-hmm.
3: absolutely it's you know it's no different than you know um, people who go to school to be a doctor it's like your average person won't have that knowledge mm-hmm. right so right. this group of people you know who have studied who have done this research has done the work for this other thing to happen yep. and so it's like we thank you for that and so in the very similar vein artists do that like they make the connections they are seeing the things in culture they are highlighting these moments and so the average person isn't really doing that either. Isn't
1: wired or, you know, researched or skilled to do that. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm.
3: it's really just a skill for that particular um, group of people. But it's been, to your point, um, stereotyped and all of these other things. And so we just put it in a box and think that, you know, these people are just so, you know, lazy or they're so... um, You know, head in the clouds or any of these other things. But it's like, that's kind of part of it. You know, you have to see the world differently or you have to see it for what it is. And then you turn those things into something that we can process and digest. Like, so absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what artists are all about.
0: Yeah, I fully support that. My mom, actually, if we were talking to talk about story time, was going through some old school stuff, like getting mm-hmm. rid of stuff. And she found a note written in like a red pen that had been sent home for me. And it was Uh-oh. from my second grade teacher, Miss Hayes, if you're listening.
2: Miss Christy Lachelle Mullen. It
0: was like, Christy is very talented and smart, but she cannot stop imagining her day away. Mm-hmm. She keeps getting distracted in class and will just sit and stare and you say that like it's a bad thing well she (laughs) said she was like she's getting distracted from her work and she's not you know and so i was like jokes on you miss hayes i am a creative professional um (laughs) and like she still sends me a birthday card every year lovely woman but to that (laughs) point like it goes to what you're saying though we observe the world and we feel things in a different way not all the same not all artists feel and it, it like get everything in the same yeah but for the most part the reason my head operates i still do that to this day you can ask Nora, who i share an office with like sometimes i'll just be staring out the window i'm thinking my brain does not cut off yeah but i am taking in the world and what's happening around me in a different way in order to create
3: you know i wonder like all the kids that had those kind of reports, mm-hmm. like the kids that like, they won't stop talking in class. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, now they're, you know, a podcast, <laughs> you know, now they're yeah. doing these other things. So it's like, all these marks that we thought that were just so bad. Yeah. It's like, I think those were markers of like other things that we hadn't really considered. Of authenticity for y- each yeah, of us. Yeah, absolutely. like,
1: it's a, you know, I mean, I think we've made a lot of strides in the educational system with like STEAM and STEM and stuff Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, make space for opportunities for kids. But I know that there's always room for improvement and Mm -hmm. always opportunities, particularly in like non-traditional schooling and to be able to explore things like imagining and making mm-hmm. stuff with your yeah. hands and all that stuff to foster that at a younger age so that more people can have that yep. at a 10-year-old experience as opposed to having to wait until you've been beaten down and you're, Ugh. you know, 20 until you're so like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <at that> point. <laughs> yeah, to have those that support and those resources to know that, hey, I can do this. This is something I'm actually good at and mm. that's a good thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: If we were taught from an earlier age to foster certain things and turn them into assets as opposed to having to view them as detriments to ourselves, like, there now, there are some detriments to imagining and not paying attention to your work, right? But what if I have been taught to, like, reclaim that and reutilize it? Like, maybe imagine it at certain times and at these times, you know, I just feel like there's ways we could teach children to utilize those things better and then maybe we would be better functioning adults.
2: Yes.
1: Absolutely. I mean my mother's a doctor she's an optometrist and she still doodles when she's on the phone and when talking to people. <laughs> she doodles on paper to like help her retain stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like so it doesn't have to be just all right brain left brain like there's not one prescriptive way it's to... all
3: connected
2: mm-hmm. I
1: love it with that we are gonna take a quick break and we will be right back in just a second
3: transform your city with new Memphis fellows are you mid-career professional with a passion for transforming your community Let New Memphis amplify your service. The New Memphis Fellows Program is a leadership development experience for mid-career leaders, designed for high-performing professionals already excelling in their careers and positively impacting our community. New Memphis will magnify your impact. Through the Fellows experience, you will gain concrete resources to aid in our city's progress. Apply today. Visit newmemphis.org for more information.
0: All right, guys, we are back. And, of course, we are here on Meanwhile in Memphis with S.O. Tolson. You're listening to us on WXR. Thank you so much to our lovely friends over there for giving us this platform. So we're just, like, rolling this morning on all the good things. Um, Do you have any fun projects on the horizon?
3: Ooh. Um yes so <laughs> what if you were just like no in podcasts? <laughs> right no i don't um Absolutely not. no I, actually i do um a lot of them are, are, are just in the works uh-huh. right now but they have to do with um this thing i created called chill mode um which was a series of like playlists that i started mm. at the beginning of quarantine oh, in 2020 playlist. yeah it's um you know and, and so i was oh, I, I do that too. Okay, hold on. Let me go back. Um, I got into doing events mm-hmm. in Memphis um, for the creative community. And, you know, I, co- the pandemic hit. And so I couldn't do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And Minor so, snafu. You know, just a <laughs> minor, you know, kind of stopped some things. But I was, um, I was, you know, paying attention to what was happening. And, you know, the tension was really high, you know um, stress levels, people like just the unknown, like Mm -hmm. anxiety, everything. And I was like, okay, how can I help in some kind of way? And so I started making these playlists, you know, Mm -hmm. that were, you know, kind of chill, but just calming. And I know a way to, a quick way to transform the energy in a room is music. And so, you know, like what, what, what can I do to make um, people feel a little bit better about being inside because everybody was inside. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it started. And so I, you know, named it Chill Mode. And um, I started doing that over, well, actually, in the past couple of years. I, you know, I have like eight volumes of it now. <laughs> um, but I'm going to be expanding that. Okay. So, like, what does that look like? Um, as wearable goods you know Ooh. what does that look like as um well you know we're, we're kind of opening up now so like Eat small intimate events, mm-hmm. what does it look like as a pop up or whatever? So, really, just expanding the idea of chill mode. You're
0: curating like a whole experience around chill mode,
3: yeah, okay. almost like a, a lifestyle brand. Or something okay, like
1: that. I could see that you know? picking up what you're putting down,
0: yeah.
3: So, um, playing around with that idea, yeah, right
1: so, uh, that's yeah. a
0: very exciting. I would be very interested to see how your work translates into that full spectrum of an event. Like, <laughs> I, you heard it here first. Yeah.
2: He's not even sure how it's going
3: to turn out. No, I, I,
0: But it feels like a natural flow
2: mm-hmm.
3: into
0: that. So I could see it going, well, it's going to be work. <laughs> yes,
3: absolutely. But
0: um, I'm excited. Yeah, that is very exciting. And I know you also have a piece in the show spectrum with tone right now. If yes. people want to see your work openly.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Talk about it's it's both and, correct? Yeah, it's
3: both and.
0: Yeah, talk I know you have a big story behind that and I could say it, but I'm gonna let no, you do it because
3: yes. you are here. So um both and has been a concept I've been adopting for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, um getting into binary, right, mm-hmm. and just thinking of like it's either this or that. I think one, it's just so limiting, mm-hmm. right? Um, especially if you're given like some really whack options. Right. You know, it's like um for the people who subscribe to either or I think they don't see the potential for either the world around them or just themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, they buy into ideas that might not even have been their own. And so I think both and Uh, just allows for so many possibilities and so for the show spectrum um at tone it was about um identity Mm -hmm. and you know just ideas that fall you know in the margin Mm -hmm. and so um it was an opportunity to to, like talk about that as well um and you know even how i was experimenting with how it looked because usually i do flat color Mm -hmm. and so it's more like color theory and you know how to keep it fresh but you know i was spectrum right it's called spectrum did spectrum of color and just really playing around with how both and can be interpreted Mm -hmm. um but yeah it, it really just started as this thing that i was just really passionate about about like Let's get out of this, like, either or thinking mm-hmm. um, because we are multiple things and Absolutely. things happen simultaneously all the time. You can be happy and upset. You're, you're, you're um, a sibling, um, um, a, a someone's child, a cousin, a leader, um, you know, whatever. Yeah.
0: We the, embody multiple assets, like, at, at all times, time, like, assets <laughs> of personality.
3: It's like, to be either this or that, it's just so, it's like, I'm, I'm so much more than just this idea mm-hmm. or that idea. I'm all of these things, and none of them yep. at the same time, you know? So, it's, that's that's really where, where that comes
1: I love from. that it, like, speaks to also, like, this new generational phenomenon that I feel like we're seeing a little bit more as Gen Z enters the workplace, either as entrepreneurs or the traditional workspace, they're not prescribing to a certain, like, older view. Like or uh, Yeah, the, yeah, the mm-hmm. norm. They're saying, I don't want one from column A and one from column B. I want both and. Yes. I want all of the above. Yes. Like, that's what I, that's my expectation of the workforce. That's yes. my expectation of my time and what I'm going to put forth.
3: Absolutely.
1: So there's just a big range of what yeah. that can apply to I love it
0: I think this gives us an amazing segue talking about the both and because your TED talk is talking about the grind and the chill Ooh, yeah, very much is. so so <laughs> I think that just gives us a perfect like way to segue kind of into that so when you were first approached mm-hmm. about the opportunity I want to know what went through your head
3: uh I w- one I was overwhelmed <laughs> um, you're like first
0: Passed out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like,
2: what?
3: Me, what? Um, uh, I felt seen, yeah. honestly, in a way. Ooh, like, I like, like that word. My perspective? Like, you think I'm, like, worthy enough yeah. to, like, share what I think about, the, to where people are going to listen? Mm-hmm. Like, if, I was so honored, yeah. one. Um, And then I was like, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> like, that was the first yeah. thing. And, um, you know, talked to Nora, you know, mm-hmm. and and she helped um, in that and gave me some ideas. But when, I f- when it was first presented, I was like, like, just, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I just really had to take that in. Yeah. You're so, like, I need
0: to sit with this for a second. Yeah. So you didn't, apparently from what you just said, you didn't have your talk. Like, oh, it didn't no. just instantly come to you. How did you no. start to kind Curling. of get into that yeah. process? Yeah.
3: So um, the process was... Um a very humbling experience. <laughs> um so we hear sometimes. It, from- it, it was big for me to learn how I process things. Yeah. Um and even like going back to, you know, things as a kid, like um or being in high school, like writing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had to write. This entire thing, like there was, there was no like, script. Right. There's no anything. Like it's all, all you. of it is you. Every you are pouring of
0: yourself onto something,
3: and and being the expert. Uh, yep. On that thing, right? At least your perspective of it, and so um that was daunting. Just, um, just a smidge. Just, you know, just <laughs> It's bit. a
1: tall order. And especially like the way Ted requires you present. No like cue cards, oh none God. of that. No, I mean, you no gotta be on it.
3: Uh, and so it was the pressure was on, right. Um but I think what I learned about myself is I'm I'm a distiller, mm-hmm. right, of information. Um and so I had to create the information first and then distill yeah. from there. So um, it brought back some uh, memories, some great, some not so great, yeah. to really inform that experience. So, um, in in the talk, I talk about my um, experience in college mm-hmm. and how it was uh, kind of gruesome. You know, it was heavy. You know, all this work, very labor intensive. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to a point where I was bedridden because I was just so tired. Like, right. there, w- you know, I wasn't eating, you know, properly, you know, because it's like yeah. snacks. The burnout issues, was real. Know, I burnout. mean, yeah, it's just
1: not sustainable. Yeah,
3: and so I remember saying, I don't ever want to feel like this ever again. And. I had to recall that story. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's something that happened to me, and and it didn't informed. Then you
0: like feel it all over yeah. again. And and to feel it yeah. all over
3: again, it was it was it was it was wild. Um, but I had to have that as part of the reason why mm-hmm. chilling was so important to me, and how I adopt. Like I didn't even know that that was why I adopted chill so much. Yeah. Um. And so it was, you know, recanting these sto- these stories. It was being honest, it was being vulnerable. Um, you know, and I looked at some other videos um, just to kind of help guide yeah. me. Um, I didn't want to be, you know, the preachy, preachy. Like, yeah, yeah, do this, and you shouldn't do this. And this is why, and, and to come off as, like, the know-it-all. Mm-hmm. And you and got I did, it all figured out. Yeah, like, I got it all figured out, Because he's like, I do not. I know. <laughs> um, And so it was... Um, T- uh, a balancing act of like how much of like my talk is going to be stats, mm-hmm. you know, like just talking about, you know, twenty four percent of yeah, you didn't of do, America yeah. is doing <laughs> this, and we should all. I love that
2: we
0: both put on the same voice when we talk about statistics
3: <laughs> because that's the voice. Yes. You know, that's the voice. Um, and and my talk went through so many different stages. Like mm-hmm. when um I you know had that story um. To come back to mind, I was like, "Yeah, and this is why grind culture is so terrible mm-hmm. because it has you to do this and that." And I told a friend of mine, it was like, "Okay, that's great. Yeah. That's a little heavy, but that's good. Um, your talk is about chill." You're doing all these like things about oh it's just so much work and this yeah. and this and that and that and I was like oh it is about chilling huh I should probably talk about talk about chilling just a little that, bit like, you know and so I had the to <laughs> like I had to like redo the like yeah. it, I, it went through so many different stages but ultimately I, it it came down to me just sharing my story mm-hmm. being very vulnerable connecting with the people who were going to be in front of me or who were going to be listening absolutely and um, yeah just laying it all out there yeah
0: right? it's amazing to me the iterations that the talks go through for those listening um obviously new memphis puts on the tedx conference here in the city our next one will be in february of next year yes. but nora and kayla are event's are the events masters on this team and they really work with our ted speakers you guys come to me once your talk is more well baked Mm -hmm, and we i build mm -hmm. the slides and stuff but the different iterations i get to see the magic as it happens before you get to me to the step in the process and it's just very incredible how everyone is so different and how we get to that end result so i think we got to stop teasing the people at this point and just launch into it so guys here is so tolson's 2021 tedx memphis talk let's grind more chill
3: Before I get started, by a show of hands, how many people are good workers? Okay, that's good, that's good. All right. Now, by a show of hands, how many people are good resters? Okay. Okay. Well, so if you weren't able to raise your hand for the second question, that's fine. We're not really taught how to rest, or in this case, how to chill. And that's really because we live in the world of the grind. The grind, right? The grind's everywhere. It's in movies. It's in television. We even make songs about the grind. And it's ingrained into us early. We ask kids, what do you want to do when you grow up, right? But what we're really asking is, what kind of job do you want to have for the rest of your life? We're asking five-year-olds this. So we know about the grind, and there is some virtue in the grind, right? But there are some downsides to what we know as grind culture that I want to highlight. And so one, the grind is not sustainable, all right? You can have a dedicated amount of time to the grind to get things done, right? But the nature of the grind, is that the pace of it is steady, but it's never ending. So if you don't stop the grind, it's just going to keep going until it just tires you out. So it's not sustainable. Secondly, it it shuns any form of rest. Grind culture champions the idea of, I'll sleep when I die, and wears it as a badge of honor. But that's not really good. And it wears on us over time. And so the idea that we sleep when we die as a concept is just a toxic idea of how hindering yourself with the rest is the thing that happens when you rest, right? So it doesn't really support that idea. And third, it doesn't honor humanity. The grind does not care if you're sick, the grind does not care if you're feeling bad today. And it doesn't care if you had some family issue. The grind wants you to work. The grind wants you to produce. As if you're a machine, right? But we're not machines. But even machines need to unplug. So with those three things combined, it can have us to feel like we don't have any ownership of our time, let alone of our entire life. And when we feel like that, that's the perfect recipe for the thing, the thing to happen, right? Now, you probably wonder what the thing is. Well, the thing happened to me. I was in college, I think it was junior year, and I had a full schedule. Classes were intense, and every professor I had acted as if their class was the only class that I had. I don't know why they do that. But I was up for the challenge. And I knew that the grind that I had was going to serve me in that situation. So I did good for like two weeks. And then something about those classes got even more challenging. It got even more demanding. And I knew what I had to do then. I had to turn the grind all the way up. And I had to put the chill all the way down. And I was able to sustain that over a certain amount of time. But eventually, those long nights, those early mornings, not resting, not eating properly, caught up with me. And that's when the thing happened. I remember I woke up one morning. I could barely sit up. My face was broken out. My mouth was dry. I had a throbbing headache. And all I could do was just lay in bed. The thing caught up with me, and that thing was burnout. Anybody experience burnout? That's a lot of hands. So burnout is a part of grind culture, unfortunately. And when you're burnt out, you're not really good for anyone. You're not really present for anyone let alone yourself. And So I was in that bed, and all I could do was sleep. And that's when I realized that when I turned that grind all the way up, I had no space for chill, no space for me. And so that's when I realized that something had to change. 23% of the working force experiences burnout all the time or at least very often, while 44% feel burnout every now and then, meaning that over two-thirds of the working force are burnt out right now. And like I said, when you're burnt out, you're not good for anyone, not even yourself. So when I was in that bed, I knew something had to change. I needed to have less grind, and I needed some more chill. But the question came, how can I put more chill into my life? I don't know what that looked like. I wasn't really taught that. But I had to figure out something because I had the rest of the semester to finish. So I think that was the good thing, if we can see a silver lining, that I've, this happened in college before I got into the workforce. So I had some time to pivot and make some things work for myself. What I found was that doing these things helped me to have some control over myself and my time, which was very important. And that's what got me through the rest of that semester and the rest of my academic career, and then for the rest of my life. I want to share a few things or four specific things that helped me add more chill to my life. The first thing, you have to prioritize the chill. If you're like me, if you don't put it on the calendar, it doesn't happen, right? So it has to be that important. Your meetings, your lunch dates, and chilling. Put it on the calendar. That way it'll happen, all right? So one, prioritize the chill. Secondly, you have to dedicate a space for the chill. A lot of times we don't chill because we feel like we don't have space for it. Sometimes all we got is the car, right? Now, the car is a great place to chill. You know, before you go in the house or go to work or wherever, that is a great place. And sometimes it's all we have, but that's okay. It's about having a place that is sacred for that. And everybody doesn't get to come in that space. You know, not not your children, not your spouse, not even your mama. That space is just for you. So dedicate space for the chill. Then three, actually chill. (laughs) Don't look on your phone, don't scroll, don't try to check emails, don't try to be productive, literally do nothing. Chill. That's time just for you. And it's hard to do that because we're not taught how to just stop and do nothing. But this can start a pattern of being okay with doing nothing. Which gets me to my last point, which is point four. Have guilt-free chill. Don't feel guilty about chilling, or taking a break, or stopping. I think we feel that way because we have been taught that we have to be productive, and we have to work, and we have to work hard, and that's where our value is. And so when we don't work, we feel less valuable. Sometimes we don't even feel worthy. And so we have to learn how to undo that type of thinking so we can actually have really good moments to just chill. Ironically, because we're not taught that, it affects us in a lot of different ways. And we look at resting as a very lofty thing, something that you only get when you work hard enough, as if we have to earn chilling. But you don't. And it's not a lofty thing. You can take a three-week vacation in the Bahamas, or you can just take 15 minutes in the car. The point is to have space that is just for you, a place to just stop, something that is just yours and your time. And so chilling helps us to not only reclaim our time, but to reclaim ourselves. The grind is going to be there. Work is going to be there. It's going to be there. It's okay. But this is about having time for you. So carve time for you, prioritize the time, make space for the chill, and then actually chill, and then don't feel bad about it. Because that time is just for you. Thank you.
0: All right guys, welcome back again. If you are just now joining us, you are listening to Meanwhile in Memphis on WXR. We are here with S.O. Tolson and we just heard his 2021 TED Talk, Less Grind, More Chill, and I'm about to ask all of the questions because me and AT are just like <laughs> chomping I'm at here, the bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for
1: it. I'm here for it. I mean, I got to I got to say it. You're brave. Yeah. Not only for doing TED, Ooh. but also because you gave this TED Talk in Memphis, mm-hmm. where our motto is grit and grind, mm-hmm. and yeah. you and you you came for it. You came for it in this talk. So that is brave, my friend. Tried
0: to fight the grind. I know.
1: And it was
3: something I thought about. I was like,
1: okay, so how am I going to do
3: this talk in Memphis? Not have people come for you. Uh, Right. Um, But I I think people really resonated with that idea. Um, I, I think, think it
1: showed a mirror. Too.
3: It, ooh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, mean, I know. It, we love a self-realization I know. <laughs> I think everybody in the audience is like, uh-oh, he's yeah. right.
3: Yeah. It was, I, well, one thank you to the bravery. I, it was, uh, I, I had to just lay it out there, you know, mm-hmm. because it was my truth. And so, it's gotta um, be said, gotta be said. Yep. I, I had to share my truth. Yeah. And, and and i'm not saying because the biggest thing cuz i've had some um some feedback you know yeah. from from people um that were just like totally against the idea mm-hmm. right and so so along with that i did a um a tweet that that went viral Talking about, you know, how we need to, like, rest and we don't have to earn rest and how we can just be and that's okay. And there was so many people that were against the idea. Like, it's like, well, how are you going to survive? And I was like, wait a minute. Or it was like, how are you going to, you know, pay bills? Well, good luck with that. You know, you're going to be on the street or, like, something. Like, it was, like, the extreme of that. I'm like, no, I'm not saying... Not work.
1: I'm not yeah. saying crawl in a hole and do nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying all, that, and so
3: that's but that's how we view rest. Correct. We look at it as laziness. Yeah, well, it's the
1: same way that we just talked about the artist stereotypes. Yes. like they're stereotypes, but that doesn't mean they're accurate.
3: Right, right. Like,
1: and chill is taboo in our day and age. Mm-hmm. You got to go, go, go.
3: And I'm like, we we can't do that. Like like it's it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And. Um, to do that talk in Memphis, you know, I had to just, you know, had to just, you know, plant my, <laughs> my feet down and just, and just give, Prepare you know, yourself. my, my story. Yeah. Um, and, but it was also on the other side, very well received, mm-hmm. yes. um, the conversations about it, you know, people were just like sharing it, you know, like, like, like crazy. And, um, that was those moments or those people are the ones that i was like yes this is who this was for yeah yes. i mean
1: it has over fifty thousand views well yeah, I global
3: ted it. actually
0: yeah.
1: picked esso's talk up for those of
3: they you listening did. Um, i was like because
0: well we were very we were like why is so taking so long to get approved like there was nothing and then i was like oh because global ted
1: wants
3: it
0: that's why uh, <laughs>
1: yeah like the everybody was like give me that pretty much yeah
3: wow
0: but yours was so powerful because you start your talk by talking about how we're not taught to chill in any regard like as low as like five the first thing people are asking what do you want to be when what you, do you grow to be and it's like so you're instantly having to think about it. i'm like honestly as 18 17 year old graduating college i shouldn't like going into college i shouldn't have been deciding what i was going to do for the rest for of the my rest life. of my life you yeah. know there should be a different step so i'm curious you know about those things, because it is nuts. I think we all agree. How has that moment, like that realization impacted your life of kind of like, I don't have to have it all figured out. I can take a minute to quote unquote chill. Yeah. Um,
3: I think, um, it it just took the pressure off mm. of having everything together. You know, I think, um, when we believe we have to have everything together, there is no room to learn. The perfectionist
0: in me is cringy. Yeah, right like... <laughs>
3: yeah. And, I mean, and also, in me because I, I started off as a perfectionist, uh-huh. right? Um, but you have to there's no room to grow
0: yeah the cracks let the light
1: in and you learn that as you go but you still don't want the cracks
3: if you, you don't,
1: i it. mean i gotta say though y'all are sitting here talking about being perfectionist I, th- I don't know that i am a perfectionist and i still this still hit me hit so you, hard yeah. because it's a badge of honor to be busy correct yeah. and it's not seen it's not received well in any sector mm-hmm. to not be busy to be yeah. like i'm actually completely well rested it and so I mean no, <laughs> yeah. but I've gotten feedback in the past at various jobs that like my work life balance was maybe too skewed.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. That
1: like working to live and living to work that I need that I had it backwards mm. when I thought I had it the right way, and yes. society is telling me no, you actually have it wrong. Yeah, you need to be chained to your desk twenty four yeah. seven and produce, 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 and so. I love. I think that's why it is so important, and why the higher ups at TED really did see that it is important for not only the perfectionists out there, but mm-hmm. the non- thank you for looking dead in my face. <laughs> I know. But the non-perfectionists out there too, like me, who is I'm like I feel like I'm a pretty chill person, yeah. but mm-hmm. like I continue to run into these hurdles.
3: Yeah, yeah. The same
1: as everybody else.
3: <laughs> it's it it just relieves some of the pressure. I think. Yeah. It, of like having it all together and especially as a kid, like you, you know, you gotta know what you wanna do. And it's like, no, I don't actually. Yeah. Um, now I didn't know I wanted to be an artist at ten. Yeah. Like yes, granted. <laughs> but that was because of my own like self discovery. Right. It wasn't because somebody was pressuring me to have Absolutely. things together. Um, but even, you know, beyond that, um, I know that moments to ourselves just helps us to connect to ourselves um, mm-hmm. because all of these distractions that you know take our energy away that take our you know mind away and you know just things away from us like yeah. p- piecing you know or taking pieces of ourselves away having time to just chill and have a moment for ourselves just helps us to right reconnect you mm-hmm. know so we can feel whole so yeah. we can feel connected to ourselves and it you have to actively do that yep. in this society um, and not feel that, guilty about And not it. feel guilty. That's the that's the, the biggest I mean, if I
1: say that to myself. I mean, that's the thing too. It's yeah. like, like I just said. Even if I, even when I was taking rest for myself, even when I was chilling, mm-hmm. there was immense guilt yeah. because like I everyone be around me is yet. telling me I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. So I'm like, I am doing it wrong then.
3: Yep. But you, you probably weren't. You probably weren't. No, but weren't. I
1: mean, but there. you know what I mean? Like, there is there is a thing is too much rest, guys. Like, again, you, you do have to work to, like, live. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, yeah. again. Yeah. But at the same time, it is. It's just an interesting societal pressure. Yeah.
0: It's that balance that is not so easily found. Mm-hmm. And I think we all are around the same age-ish. And so I feel like, and you spoke to this in your talk, and I really want to get into it, about the thing, which is burnout.
2: Oh, yeah. And
0: as someone who don't look at me too hard at um, I am a perfectionist and I just I go 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 it's like my mother was a big worker and so mm-hmm. I just learned that growing up like I work I pour myself into my work I might tie it a little too closely yeah. to my actual life but I hit a point fairly recently mm. where I like kind of came off we've been in a pandemic now for three years mm-hmm. and I just hit a wall where I was like oh I can't do this anymore like work has become my entire entity i don't know who christy is anymore Yeah, and list re-listening to your talk i mean i was there i heard it the first time i was in the audience when everybody raised their hands and i was like yes everyone's burnt out um i was just like you know and so knows. And so when you hit that moment of burnout, which you talk about kind of in a big way and coming mm-hmm. out of it, like how was it going back to that? How do you still utilize some of those coping mechanisms today?
3: Um, I think I had to, well, once I recognized that this was burnout mm-hmm. and the things that led up to that, I could I think I was just more in tune with things that would get me to Mm burnout and making sure that I didn't allow that to happen. So like even, you know, when you're working and it's like, okay, this is a a really full week or a full couple of weeks, you know, and you got your head down, you're just like working, cranking it out, Mm -hmm. Um, inserting moments of chill into that so you just won't crash or you just won't because the grind again is it's not sustainable and it's
0: addicting
3: oh and, yeah it is i think it that's is. the thing we
0: people forget sometimes is like you get addicted to the like oh the more i work the more i get here and it's the climbing of the steps and then you're like oh i'm exhausted and then
3: the praise around <laughs> yes. it like like because you're talking about the badge of honor and it's like yeah so the more you work the more that you know so the dopamine right yeah. you got your friends and you got all these other people it's like yeah work work yeah. work, 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 work. We're all tired we're, we're though. All we're all sleep I'm a shell know? of a person,
1: but I'm
0: at you the know, top. But I'm
3: at the top, or wherever I am. Yeah, right? or
1: not at the top.
0: But keep
3: going. <laughs> you know, there's um, there's all of that, and so there, it, nobody is praising you for resting.
0: Yeah, and we should.
3: Nobody is like, "Good job, you took a nap."
0: Kudos mm. on that work life balance. <laughs> At's
3: point, no well, one. I was about to say.
1: I mean. It, Unless you're a small child, I have a small child, and I'm like, I praise her for taking a nap. So like, when did when did we phase out of that? That's what I want to know.
3: That's a good question. Like,
1: when would that did that like become, yeah, taboo to like, I mean, midday naps, siestas in other cultures. Yes. I mean, come on, some midday naps should I'm be praised.
3: I'm taking midday naps right now, <laughs> and mean, it is life.
1: It's it's life changing.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on now, yeah. I, I am here for it. I just am sitting here like I could use a nap currently. <laughs> but, no, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right
1: back. In Memphis, creativity is all around us. From public art to historic museums, our city has it all. And you're sure to find inspiration around every corner. There's a lot to celebrate about our city. Visit newmemphis.org to turn your love of Memphis into action.
0: All right, guys, we are back and we are here with S.O. Tolson in studio and we are on WYXR, and you're listening to Meanwhile in Memphis. So back into these questions because I could do this all day. So (laughs) you, something in your... I literally cackled in the audience at your TED Talk <laughs> at the show when you said this, and I cackled again this morning. You can ask Nora if you need proof. When you talk about prioritizing the chill by calendaring it, because I don't think you know how that speaks to my Virgo soul
3: <laughs> and mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. my
0: color-coded calendar, and I just laugh so hard because it sounds really cheesy in theory to mm-hmm. be like, just calendar the chill, but it works. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, how do you implement that in your own life?
3: Um, so my my life right now is um, very much an artist's life. Mm-hmm. It's very flexible. Okay. Um, I...
0: Everyone in the audience just immediately gets
3: <laughs> I mean, but it, but in a sense of I have you to... Make your own schedule. Create my own yeah. schedule, you know, for the work and for just regular mm-hmm. life, for, you know, calling my mom Which has challenges or, all at
1: I time. was about to say, yeah. that's a new level of hard that I figured out. Well, it's I like responsibility out. on you.
3: Listen, yes. like... I if I don't do it it doesn't get done. Yep.
1: And if you don't prioritize it it doesn't no it, one else is going
3: to make you. Nope. That's the So that that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah for the people That's who the both are like, That's the both yeah. and. That's the both <laughs> and. Like so like yeah the jealous uh, yeah. but it's still it still work, guys. It's still yeah. It's still work.
0: Exactly. It's like I still have to put the money and the food on my table. I, so. Like I
3: have to do all of it. Yeah. Um but um I you know depending on the day I you know, whatever task I have to do, mm-hmm. I make sure those are, you know, done or at least, you know, in a in a position, okay, I didn't get to this one. Yeah. I get to this one, you know, mm-hmm. this day. Um it it really depends on the day. Like I'm talking about the nap, so if like mm-hmm. I take a nap around, you know, three, two it's or like something like S-O that. SO siesta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at two PM every day on the ground yeah. Um and so, you know, whether it's if, if it's like a, a, a heavier day, mm-hmm. I might not you know, get a chance to cook, and so yeah. the time that I had to, you know, cook, I'm like, okay, well, I'm that's more work going into those hours. So like, do I DoorDash? Do I mm-hmm. do this to you know make up for that? The answer is yes. You DoorDash. Yes, yes. <laughs> door <dash. laughs> um and then you know I have a, a cat, you know, a pet, and so oh, know,
0: I need to hold on. Pause name.
3: uh Xanadu.
0: Oh. So that's perfect. Continue. <laughs> so you
3: know, making sure that uh, we have time um, because even though she's a cat, she is very affectionate okay. for a cat. Um. So real quick sidebar: I feel like cats that like are like doing all the like crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, they might not like you. Oh
1: yeah. Hot take. Hot take, they everybody.
3: Like- okay, and because okay, she. Esso, so- you heard
0: her first. Esso said your cat does not like you.
3: So my so it's my you. Cat, the it- problem is you. <laughs> That's what SO is saying. <laughs> I've never had a cat before her. Yeah. And she kinda picked me. Like, long story, Love she picked that. me. And we've been great, you know. Mm-hmm. Great. And but I but before that I would see cats just like run amok and mm-hmm. do like all this like. I'm a really, little scared
1: of cats, I gotta be
3: honest. I was a little bit. Because you
0: never first know. You never know. The Wiley.
1: Yeah, I saw
0: the I'm like
3: no. This is terrible yeah. they're terrorizing Don't show everything. me your stomach
0: If you don't want me to pet it <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> And they're like The the, the biting yes. and all that But um, She was different And so um, You know I've had, had her for like years um, And so I was like For the cats They're like, ter- like they prob- You probably picked the cat They didn't probably mm-hmm. Pick you so that's why you and also other
0: people don't name their cats Xanadu, which is cool. And so she just knows she's like, this is my human.
3: She's so <laughs> majestic and all these things. She, she Anyway, um, making sure that we have time. Right. Um, she's like, you know, feed me. I need to cuddle. I need this. OK, I'm good. Like you good. Yeah, you need to do um, like she owns my right arm. Like that's her favorite. And so she would just like like and this is my dominant hand. So like, I'm trying to sketch and she's like just laying on it. And, she's and, like,
1: no, sir. Not like, today. Like, really?
3: Really? So, dealing with that. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, the She's rest of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or am I? You're her baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, or fair. Something. that's fair. I'm her adu- uh, adult or whatever. Human.
1: She lets you think you have control of the situation. Yeah. That's
3: <laughs> what it is. That's what She's it like,
1: is. She's like, oh, he thinks he's cute.
3: <laughs> uh, um, but really, I have to put all of those in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's different from day to day depending on what needs to happen. But um, I have to make sure that I am doing those things. Yeah. So
0: It's like you know. a Jenga tower. You're just like, I know what pieces I can be like, okay, I can miss this piece today. Mm-hmm. But if I miss this piece, it's going to all collapse. Yeah. And so it's just... I feel like when you manage yourself, especially as an artist, mm-hmm. it is that just building upon block after block after block, and knowing what steps you can pull back from, and yeah. maybe put some more chill towards, and then what you got to keep pushing and grinding towards.
3: And to that point, I I recently because these weeks have been pretty full mm-hmm. with work and you know um, other things, uh, I did have a moment where I was kind of like spazzing out or you know like ah, oh. mm-hmm. and it's because I didn't insert chill. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I'm like, why am I, oh, because, uh, so for instance, the opening of um, uh, Tome mm-hmm. at the gallery, Saturday is usually my day where I'm like, you know, chilling, I'm, you know, cleaning up the house yep. a little bit and doing Taking that. Taking care of all those plants. All those plants. Don't worry,
0: I have questions. <laughs> okay, yay. Okay,
3: so, but I, but I didn't get a chance to chill that day. That yeah. was a really full day. And then it went right into, you know, the rest of the week. I had some stuff to do Sunday as well. So yeah. And then a couple of days ago I was like, why am I feeling uh as- oh, because I didn't yep. insert that day didn't for calendar that show. Yeah, I didn't. And so um I'm actually gonna take uh this weekend or at least uh Friday to make sure that I give that time back to yeah. myself so I won't like at anybody. Yeah. You know, just like go yeah. off of the So yeah.
0: If you're like me, I have to do that. Mm-hmm. i I am an introvert, but I very much masquerade as an extrovert. <laughs> and like, you know, I just have those things. And so it's those things when I have – the our weeks are full. New Memphis has a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. If you've ever worked for a nonprofit, you are listening. You sympathize. Hey. Um, and so my weekends, if I also want to have time to spend with my friends or connect with my family or go home, whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, then my weekends are now busy too, and mm-hmm. there's no time yep. built in. So to your point – I'm still very bad at it. SO is way more <laughs> good. But I, it's for me, I'm like, okay, Sunday, nobody, no. Like, yeah. this is my time. My friends understand. It's like, I will respond to your text message in two to four business days. Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just finding people in your life who is also conducive to your chill yeah. is what I have also found to be very important for me. Because mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes we forget that the chill isn't always just about us. Mm-hmm. It's about
1: those around us understanding our employers, our family, our friends.
2: Because you, yeah. yeah. you can't
0: do it in a vacuum.
1: Correct. You can't do it in a vacuum. Some of the best advice I got, and it's still my advice that I give to anybody who's talking about like, work-life balance, mm-hmm. is you can have it all and you can juggle it all. You just have to know which ones are glass and which ones are rubber or whatever. Which so like, balls? Which balls. Yeah. So Ooh. some of them, if, if you let them fall, they will break. Ooh. And some of them will bounce back. Ooh. Look, we're ending on powerful notes today. Because yeah. I know. that was amazing. I mean, so that's I'm like, you can juggle it all. You just got to know what can fall, yeah, and break, and which ones can fall and bounce back. Like, mm. who's gonna come back and and say it's all right? And other things are gonna be broken irreparably if you don't get to. That's them. a
0: great piggyback to how you ended your talk because you end it on that powerful note to just like At just ended on one too like. Chilling helps us reclaim our time, but it also helps us reclaim ourselves. Yeah. And so do you feel like that is just the truest statement of all time?
3: Yes, I do. Um, mostly because, again, those those moments when we're just, you know, busy, when mm-hmm. we're just, you know, whether it's at work or with family or with these people or wherever, mm-hmm. um, we're we're giving a lot of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, we need moments to give back to us. And I think making sure that, and especially in this society, that when we chill and we do it without the guilt, mm-hmm. that not only is it reclaiming our own time, but we get to get pieces of ourselves mm-hmm. again. Um, it's It's in those moments when we chill that we can start to... Ask ourselves questions, or we get to realize things, and it's like, you know, you sit there and you just like, okay, you know what? I didn't like what she said to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't even know that. You have I, a
0: realization. Oh, yeah. that that actually affected. That me. hurt my feelings. That hurt my feelings. Yes. You know,
3: yeah. and you really can't do that kind of like processing Mm -hmm. when you're like in in on the go and doing these other things or you you know you're like oh i actually miss my cousin hmm i want to talk to like all of these other realizations like start to happen when you have moments to just be and chill and so yes it's about you know getting you know rest physical rest or you know mental rest but also being able to just process and just be and all those other like lingering or latent thoughts that are there like you can like start to really feel the feelings and you get to connect and think like so i think yes Mm -hmm. as as much as it like helps us to reclaim our own time but like really to reclaim ourselves to do the internal work like that
1: that like um i think you mentioned too like machines like yeah that were viewed as machines but even machines can be reset yes. and like unplugged
3: they need and to unplug yeah
1: i mean so that's what that is like those that time that's mm-hmm. just needed to reboot and just kind of be is so important yeah. to reflect like you yeah. said i mean how can you pivot and change behaviors if you don't take that reflective time yeah. absolutely or cut toxic relationships <laughs> yeah. or hey, or, in, or invest in the really good ones. Like, you, yeah. you can't tell the difference if all you're doing is go, go, go. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was about to say, like, since this was about finding our chill, I would love if all of us just for, like, a second. Like, what is something that helps you find your chill? I know I'm super into plants. Ooh. I know Esso Okay, talk about the plants. Is. I want to hear um, about the plants. Well, Esso has, like, curated a jungle in his home, and I am here <laughs> for it because mine pales in comparison. But, I mean, come on, man. Uh, He's your plant dad.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, Zaddy, Zaddy. I, would like to, I, I, you, know. I
0: you say that so much more flawlessly than I did, so I was really hoping you would. <laughs>
3: well, there you go. You have
0: the T-shirt. Hey,
3: I, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, it, it again. It started doing. Well, I actually, didn't start in quarantine. I think I started getting more plants during quarantine. I already had plants. Before, <laughs> but
1: let's not l- let's yeah, not mince words. We already yeah, had some plants. You, you know, I,
3: I was already there. Um, but. Um, What having these plants did, again, this is about making sure that, you know, the spaces inside, you know, felt really good. So along with the music and things like that. Just some ambiance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm like, we're going to be we're going to be here a while. Yeah. So (laughs) So let's make it good. So let's make it good. And um, yeah, I I just started, you know, getting plants and plants really taught me a lot, Mm -hmm. especially about like my relationships with people um Ooh, okay for instance um so the fiddle like leaf fig oh very temperamental very right? finicky oh uh, but i had two of them and you're a brave soul oh uh, yeah but you know they were posh you know they were like yeah. the plant and okay. i'm like gotta they get were. one of those i got two of them and um i had one in one corner that was like really really nice looking and then i had one you know on the other side And, um, yeah, they started, like, slowly dying. Mm -hmm. Um, The one in this other corner, a little faster. And I was like, well, I'm watering them. And, you know, in this room You're getting treated
0: the same way. Right. Like, (laughs) this
3: room has light. And so, like, what's the problem? Yeah. And so the other one that was on the other side, like, just died. Yeah. And the one I had uh, across from it had a few leaves. And I was really just trying to figure out, like, what was going Mm -hmm. on? Like, what was happening? And then I was like, well, maybe I just need to, like, move it from this environment. And I was like, okay, so let's move it from here. And I moved it, like, on the other side of the room. It was actually closer to the window. And it, like, perked up. (gasps) And then I was like, oh. And then probably two weeks after that, a new leaf started to grow. And I was like, whoa. So...
0: Okay, circle of life in my own home. You mean,
3: you... (laughs) weren't growing yeah. because you were in the right environment Ooh, deep and so i, I was like, like whoa okay and then i did i had another plant and i was doing it very similarly i put it in, in the same spot but it was able to grow yeah and i was like oh so i can't eat I, so i can't treat the plants the same so plants need different things so at take Putting that, like, with people, you can't, just because you treat this person and your relationship with this person is this doesn't mean that you can take that same formula and then apply that to another person and then it'll just work. And it's like, no, what does this Mm -hmm. person need or what, what does this plant need? Like, this plant needs a little bit more water or it needs more light or it needs to be in a space that's a little warmer. Um, yes. I have snake plants and like they, they just be chilling they just
0: no problem like you could put it in a dark corner and forget it exists for two years
2: and it's
3: fine and, and so a snake plant is like that friend that you know you, you might see each other you know maybe three times a year like every other like co- like maybe once a yeah. quarter or something it's that and friend
0: from college you haven't seen in a few years yeah, yeah. but, every but time, you know they're there
3: yeah you know and you get together and, and it's like changed. old times and so like that's what the snake plant is, and, like, it is like low maintenance but some need a little more care some more attention
1: aka my monstera
0: and
3: yes (laughs) yes i have
1: have some orchids that
3: yeah Um, you brave yeah
1: (laughs) if you guys could just see the look we just threw (laughs) away it was and also because like i'm not a plant person Uh and so well the thing it started when so my dad passed away a couple years ago and my Mm. friends got together and gave me two orchids which was lovely and shout out to our old office manager didi I brought them in because we used to have orchids lining all of our um, like windowsills our in here. Is very conducive mm-hmm. to it, yeah. yeah, and I literally brought them in like when I came back from like bereavement leave, and I was like, "Dede, I can't lose these plants," and she mm-hmm. was like, "I understand." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she like she was like she was a plant whisperer, yeah. and so she taught me what to do. And then yeah. when we went home for quarantine, I was like, "They have to come to my house." Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, it's up to me." Mm-hmm. Cuz I was just I couldn't lose one more thing. Yeah. I was in that headspace mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. like I've mm-hmm. never I've killed every plant I've ever owned but these can't die. Mm-hmm. Do you understand mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And so she taught me how to do it. We moved them around. We tried different areas. Yeah. Yeah. I keep my house very cold. The yeah. orchids don't like that. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we it's a love-hate relationship.
2: Yeah.
1: I thought it was dying and then it came back with three new blooms. Mm-hmm. It was it was a I took a picture of it. No yeah. one cares but me. But I was like, "This is a labor of love," and you yeah. have now been alive for almost two years. Yeah, I was like, and so as someone who does scorch, like it looks like lightning hits my plants. Like that's how scorched they get. Because mm. I also have a, I'm not good at directional. I feel like
0: like a front facing sun window. Yes, I a, know there's a name for it, but we're gonna, we're gonna go with sun window. So mm-hmm. the big
1: pots I have in front of my front door look mm-hmm. like they were struck by lightning. It's like sad, and I give them so much love oh, no. and water and. Yeah. But I also didn't realize that um, Miracle Grow was like uh, was like a microderm ab- abrasion facial, and so you don't need that every yeah. day of your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like maybe every blue moon, that's <laughs> nice, but like you don't need yeah yeah so there's that yeah. so like yeah i'm seeing the parallels in life yeah in it's plants. just like
0: when you bring so i get very offended when i'm like i brought you from the cold depths of the inside of a kroger and you were thriving <laughs> and i bring you into my lovely home yeah. and you decide to act up like it is about removing things from the environment that they know it could go into an environment that's better but it's gonna shock you a little bit it yep. shocks the system Ooh. so i it's just deep. i love how we've taken that this was supposed to be about how we like to chill and we just went
1: on a tangent, and. I I'm here for Listen. it. Sidebar: Our friends over at Opera Memphis, you would love Ned Canty if you. Oh know. no, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with his plans. Oh hey, what? His whole office when they were over in East Memphis, Opera Memphis, his whole office was like what? jungle.
3: Let me find out Ned a plant daddy. I'm to get him a T-shirt. <laughs> <at me. laughs> I need the picture together. Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: big facts. Oh Gosh, I am
0: so here for this conversation. I've loved it so much. I know we can't take up all of your time, so because it is calendared. <sighs> so yes, you yes it is. Get to it. But thank you so much for sharing your time. Absolutely. And also beyond all of that, like thank you so much for sharing your talent, not only with us, but with Memphis as a whole. Um, we have one final question. That's uh, a lie. That I have we a, always I ask. I have a couple. Uh, That's that, a lie. Well, <laughs> i sorry. I want to ask all of them, but... We ask this one to every guest. Okay. So, what does it mean to you to be a Memphian? Ooh. It's okay to take a minute. We never like to prepare people for this one because we want the, like, instant reaction.
3: the the raw.
2: Yeah. Uh, Raw, uncut. 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 Sorry. Um, like, our WWE voice. I know.
3: (laughs) What does it mean to be a Memphian? I think there's so much pride and being a Memphian, Um, although I'm not native, Mm -hmm. I've been here basically my- You've chosen it. You're a chosen Memphian, as as Christy says. Absolutely. And we
1: welcome you as native Memphians. Welcome the chosen Memphians. Thank you. With open arms. Thank
3: you. Um, It feels like I am a part of something. I feel like I'm a part of um, legacy. You know, Memphis has so much history um i call it the all american city mm-hmm. cuz i think all the things that like the world loves about america you know are here you know the food the culture yeah. um the people you know but also the things that are like the most terrible things yeah. about
1: yeah, we have opportunities. We have opportunities. America, have opportunities. You know, America yeah. and Memphis. Yes. We have you know, opportunities.
3: And, you know, and so they're um, another both and situation. Yes. Memphis is a place where you can, you know, experience all of this, you know, culture and this, you know, food and the music and the arts and, you know, all of that. But also you can come in and, you know. Get your hands dirty and create something that's for the future. Um, You know, even when I said you know earlier about you know it can be training grounds. Like you can come here to Memphis and create something Mm -hmm. that is going to change the world. And you know you can leave here. You know you can go to you know this place or that place, but. You can start it here. Yeah, what you take with you. Yeah. And you can create that. And, you know, you're going to probably have some people to help you along the way. Mm-hmm. And so those relationships that you build here, like, that's those are the things that make me proud mm-hmm. of being a Memphian. Because Memphis has allowed me to um, spread my wings in such a way to really see what I was made of. Um, and... um i'm here until i can't be here like like if it just does not make sense for me to be in memphis then you know i'll take heed to that but um until then i'm here and so i can you know um partner with coca-cola you know i can partner with you know this entity do work for this company and i can be here and so um yeah i feel proud to you know be a memphian um because I feel like I'm just a part of the the legacy.
1: I love that. I do too. So my final question, sorry, is how, actually, I'm not sorry. Um, I was like, yeah, I don't know why you're apologizing is um, how can our listeners um, engage with you, support you, get to, you know, follow along with you. Buy your Buy your merch, you know.
3: Um, So on social media, um, specifically Twitter and Instagram, I go by Cool Urban Hippie. Um, it's fitting. It is. <laughs> you know, I I was given the name. I just accepted it. Um,
1: just like the cat. It came to you. It came to It you chose know, you. It
2: chose me.
0: That's how life has worked out for you. <laughs> so Memphis College of Art chose it, you because Cleveland, like, right. I mean, it just, your path just gets cleared because it's right.
3: And, you know, and I I, I listen and I pay attention. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This feels right. Because yep. right. you've had
1: that reflective time See, calendared by chill. It's, it's all connected. It's all coming. Together. This is why we, we do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, wait, <we> got
3: it. <laughs> it's all connected. Um so yes, um you can follow me, uh Cool Urban Hippie. Um or you can just you know go to my website uh, at sotolson.com and uh, yeah, um, or you could just you know Google me and find mm. and find
1: uh, the plethora of wonderful articles about how lucky Memphis is to yeah. have this wonderful talent mm. and his small little partnership <laughs> with Coca Cola
0: you mm. might have seen. And I hope you guys I popped his, his uh, release with Choose Nine Hundred One because I oh, know I yeah. got the purple and yellow one and I was very excited I mean, about that. Because
1: if you didn't, hate to break it to you. Yeah, like, sorry it's
0: you
2: it's
1: missed gone.
0: your t- <laughs> <it's gone. laughs> They released it twice sorry, because twice. it was so popular, and you missed it, Memphis. So uh, so. Oh, gosh so this was amazing it was the perfect start to my morning um always nerd out a little bit when i get to talk to fellow creatives but Mm. especially you you just have like this bright light about you that i just am so happy and again we're happy to have you here so um guys we will see you next week but thank you so much essa see you next time
2: thank you
1: bye Mm
0: What an amazing episode, Memphis. I am flabbergasted, speechless, in awe, I am always so excited about the creative talent and when we get to talk to them and bring them in the studio. But again, I said it to Esso while he was here and I'll say it again. He is shining such a bright light on the city and it's all about what this podcast is meant to do is uplift the stories of people like him doing great work in our community. So kudos. This was such an easy episode. I feel so energized from it and that is more than the cups of espresso I had this morning. It's so guys, Thank you for listening. A.T., what are some closing announcements we have for the week?
1: As always, um, it is an exciting time of year for us here at New Memphis. We had a fellows graduation last week, and we are gearing up for Teacher Appreciation Week, which is the first week of May. So just to get... You know, your mind's buzzing about that. So, we are very, very busy over here in our office. Um, the best part is that we also are celebrating 25 years of Leadership Development Intensive, Woo. otherwise known as LDI. And we also had um, an LDI last week. So, that was really, really exciting. Um, you can, there's no cutoff to toss your name into the hat for recruiting mm-hmm. for our leadership development programs applications and nominations are always on the website new memphis.org it's never too early to let us know you're interested just like
0: at said we have programming all the way from collegians to senior level executives for teachers and everybody that falls in between so head on over to the website at newmemphis.org to learn a little more you'll see us if if you follow us on our social channels at the new memphis you will see all of this and more play out as at mentioned in teacher appreciation week and beyond and how we celebrate these different segments and sectors of the people doing great things in memphis it's all about the talent and how do we provide for that talent because you give us donations because we are in fact a 501c3 nonprofit, which means we depend on you memphis so again new i can't make it any easier for you go there for all your needs and you can also again follow us at the new memphis and i think that's about it right at it is have, have a great right. day we'll see you next time bye mm-hmm. This week's episode was made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com.